Grace and peace, everybody. Welcome back to Soteria Prophetic Ministries. I'm your host and teacher, Delisa Rogers-Fields, and I'm going to be sharing with you a word from 1 Kings chapter 17. Now, I'm actually broadcasting from my front porch because it is so beautiful outside right now. Had a very long day, so I'm just on my porch in my recliner with my little uh, blanket throw thing and just enjoying the nature. Many of you know or should know by now that I live near an airport. So you may hear um, some noise pollution from time to time in the background. I apologize for that, but uh, nothing I can do about that. Amen. But at any rate, I wanted to share a thought. This is actually birthed out of a conversation that I had with the um, with someone earlier today. And they said something that resonated with me. And most of you, especially those of you who are prophetic, um, if you are a prophet especially, you can have a conversation with someone and, you know, overall a good conversation, but there could be just one thing that just stands out to you and it just kind of, you know, it just holds on to you. Right. And so that's how God works with me. If, if you haven't figured that out, I'll have a dream or a conversation or overhear something or maybe read something in scripture and then a message it, it unfolds right before my very eyes and I'll feel that thing just sitting in my spirit, kicking me in my womb until I release it. And so this was a conversation that I had this morning and it was something this person said that it just it just resonated. And they were going through something in a particular ministry and they said, I, I didn't leave at that point when the thing happened because she said um, it wasn't my time to go yet. My season wasn't up. And I was like, wow, you know, after we, we ended the conversation and, and so forth. But how many times have we experienced negative experiences in a church or at work or in a relationship or what have you? Right. I don't ever want you to think that I'm just talking to you guys about church. Um, I'm a pastor. So, of course, that's my main thrust. But we have life outside those four walls, don't we? So anything that I share, we can apply it through, you know, across a broad spectrum of just human relationships in whichever category it fits you can use it there and so at any rate you know she was just telling me about a situation that had happened it was very hurtful very troubling very disturbing however there was a wisdom and a maturity in what she said that i appreciated that we don't hear a lot these days she said it wasn't my time to go it wasn't my season to go and as i thought about it you know throughout the day it just kind of resonated and i thought about um you know, circumstances that I felt like, okay, God, I'm, I'm done. I'm ready to go. You know what I'm saying? And we've all been there, right? Like, you know, I don't have to put up with this. Do you know who I am? And how dare you disrespect me or mistreat me or whatever? I mean, we've been there to a greater or lesser degree. But does that necessarily vindicate or does that justify you abandoning that relationship or walking away? And then here's what we do. And you, you guys know we do it. The Lord said, right? Or here we go. My season is up. And so that's what I'm going to talk about here today for a few moments. My season is up. And I, I'm just putting that out there because we hear that so many times. And I'm not saying that, you know, that your season won't be up from, you know, at some point. Yeah, I mean, seasons change, right? We know that in Ecclesiastes, things change. However, what what's preempting that change. And, and so that's what I want to look at. So that, that took me to first, uh, first Kings chapter 17, where the Bible is talking about Elijah. Now, during this time, Elijah pronounces a drought at, um, 
uh, he was contending with uh, Ahab and uh, Jezebel at the time. And so he pronounces a drought on the land. This was the judgment from the Lord. God approved it. You know, heavens obeyed him. And and so, um, you know, it. God did it. God honored his word and, you know, at his word, there was no rain for the space of three and a half years, I believe it was. And so when he released that word, the Lord said, turn east, what I believe he said, and go to the brook Cherith and, you know, I'll sustain you there. And so that's what Elijah did. And he remained at that brook until the brook dried up, the provision stopped coming, and then God gave him additional set of instructions. So you find sort of three seasonal shiftings, and here's a plane, <laughs> but you find three <coughs> seasonal shiftings that are that are taking place and I, I want to explore that so that for those of us who find ourselves in in those moments where we're contemplating Lord is my season up you know what does that really look like because just because you fell out with somebody or you've been mistreated or you're not getting what you need or you know whatever does that necessarily justify you walking away D can you say because that thing happened that well my season is up you know can well you can say what you want to say but can you say that and God back it up remember what I said when Elijah prophesied that at my at, at my word the heavens will dry up the heavens will shut and there won't be any rain God backed up that word so we we want to be careful about using words and say God said and then nothing backs it up at all and the Bible talks about that right when we see, speak and we have presumptuously spoken that God said and the word doesn't come to pass the Bible said that person is a liar and he should not be feared or, or reverenced as a prophet so we want to be very careful when we say God said my season is up or I had one person say I saw a big hand come out the sky and push me out <laughs> and I I was like, well, that's really dramatic. It didn't really take all of that. You could have just walked out, right? You walked in, you walk out. And and so, you know, people's imaginations can, you know, they, they're they amusing. But, man, honor this aircraft noise. Um, so, you know, looking at the three shifts that took place with Elijah. Number one, he's speaking to uh, Israel, um, Israel, the king of Israel, speaking to Ahab. And so the first shift is, uh, is there's about to be, there's going to be a shift, right? Heaven's going to dry up. So of course, there's going to be some, some, some kickbacks. There's an issue. There's a problem. The land is not going to do well under these brassy heavens, closed heavens. And so that's definitely going to make you, you know, you're talking about a shift. So at that point, God says, turn. And then I want you to pay attention to it. And when you guys get a moment, look at first, look at first 17, right? One through 17, I think. But I want you to look at that. God gives Elijah specific instructions. And I want to say that slowly so you can understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. When your season ends, it comes with specific instructions. And I deliberately paused. When your season ends, it ends with deliberate instructions. In other words, God is not going to shut the door and then say, okay, um, so what do you want to do next? Where you want to go? What, what you, what you, what's on your mind? What do you think? 
that that's not how it works. <laughs> you know, it, it, it you know, that's not how it works. Uh, people of God, when the Lord says shift, move, go, believe me, there is some place to go. And and because it's always some place to go. Right. Right. However, listen to me. The place that he's sending you to has been prepared to receive you. Now, you know what? Hallelujah. I, I'm going to sow a seed into my own life because that thing just blows me. I bless myself with that word. Hold on, you guys. Let me give respect to the aircraft. And Father, thank you for the folks who are flying above my head. I ask that they get to their destination safely. I pray that all goes well. God, that there's no COVID, um, no spreaders on the planes in Jesus' name. And you know, I often do that. I often do that when the planes are passing over. I'll just pray and pray for the people on board. You know, that, that's what intercessors do. You just you just pray. You love to pray. It's in your heart. Anyway, praise God. So so when God tells you that your season is up and again, you're going to find this in first Kings 17. because Y'all know we got to back. You got to back. Listen, prophets, prophetic people. We can't just go releasing words out here because it feels good. And that's what we want the people to hear. And it's going to give us a big offering and we're going to sell a lot of books and we're going to get to, to preach the next revival. <laughs> Come on now. You're going to make God real angry with you and you're going to shortchange and assassinate and abort your ministry. OK, God is not going to use you when you when you're doing stuff like that. When God is going to speak a word, God is he's not the author of confusion. He's not going to say the Lord say your season is up. Okay, well, what's next? Well, I don't know. I, I just know that, you know, no, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. If the Lord is saying that my season, how you doing? If the Lord is saying that my season is up, then that means there's somewhere to go. There's something to do. And when I get there or when I connect or whatever the situation looks like, it's not going to be a big surprise. Like, oh, wow. Uh, uh, who, who are you? Wait, wait, wait. It's not going to be something brand new to where you got to introduce yourself. Let me give you some examples because we love to do that, don't we? When God sent uh, Samuel to Jesse's house, this is during the time Saul had had lost his he was working, but still fired. Y'all know the story. And Sam, the Lord told Samuel, I want you to get down to Jesse's house and I want you to anoint a king. I got a king there. I had prepared him, He's, you know, and all that. And so, so when Samuel gets to Jesse, right, Jesse receives him. Why? Because God sent him. Now, it didn't, God didn't tell Jesse, listen to me carefully. God did not tell Jesse, hey, get ready. Get <laughs> Why did I hear Bishop Jakes in my spirit? Get ready, get ready, get ready. God didn't tell Jesse to get ready. The prophet is coming. No, it didn't happen like that. However, in Jesse's spirit, when Samuel showed up, he received him. He didn't fight with him. What you doing here, man? We didn't do nothing wrong. You come to bother us. You know, like, like those demons told Jesus, have you come to torment us before the time? Because in those days when the prophet showed up, nine times out of ten, it was judgment. But when you look at how Jesse received Samuel, it was because Samuel was truly sent. And I, I got to say this, y'all, because many times and I'll tell you this, even as a senior, I've been, you know, y'all, some of you, if you've been following me, my people in France and Russia, Germany, Kenya, Nigeria and all you wonderful people who are supporting us across the nations. You know, if you've been listening for any time, I, God has blessed me to be in ministry for for some time. Right. Not as long as others, but short than longer than others. And, and so I've seen some things. I don't know it if everything I'm learning every day. OK. But I've seen some things and I, you'll hear people come to you. The Lord sent me to you. And I'm saying to myself, God didn't tell me he didn't show me. And I listen and I don't have space for the area you sent. You were you said you were sent. 
Did y'all hear that in the Holy Ghost? People will say that to you. God sent me to you, but there's no space for you. You understand? There's no, God has not made up. Jesus said, he said, listen, he said, I go to prepare a place for you. Right? So if God is sending you somewhere there, that space has been prepared. You, you, <laughs> oh boy. I've had folks say to me, the Lord said, I'm your armor bearer. And he, I've got three, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I'm in that particular season. I've, I'm telling you, this is what truly happened. I at that season in my life. I had three and they were okay. Right. And, and so I'm like, no, first of all, I don't, I, yeah. I don't, I don't need another armor bearer. You know what I'm saying? And the ones who are serving, they're doing it because God told them to. I didn't never in my life ask for armor bearer. If these were ones who said God sent me or either they just started doing the work and I said, okay, well, let's, let's do it. Right. But I'm not one of those. Oh God, I need an armor bearer. I need a security guy. I'm not, I'm not one of those people, God. But anyway, what I'm saying to you now, I pray you, you hear me really, really well is when you say that you've been sent, that God sent me to you, then you got to also, you have to also factor in <laughs> that person who's supposed to receive you, whatever that looks like. It, it could look like a relationship. We had a woman years ago. I'm not going to put her name out here because I don't know who's listening. <laughs> but there was a woman years ago that was in love with this guy. And every service, you know, if the ushers couldn't get to her because she was operating in the flesh and this was not a true prophetic thing working um, before the ushers could get to her, you know, she'd jump up and and I'm just going to use a fictitious name. I'm going to say Rodney. And she would get up and say, Rodney is mine. Rodney is my husband. Rodney is mine. And and Rodney, who was a member of the church at the time, is looking at her like, no, God, God did not say that. God did not say that. I mean, you know, God did not say that. He, he, he clearly, listen to me. It's funny, but it's real, y'all. I'm sorry. It was, it's, this is a real story. And he, number one, he was not interested in her. Number two, she was much older than him and had several children. He, he was single, had no children. And I'm not saying that that can't work. I'm just saying that wasn't what he wanted. But she would every time the presence of God, the Lord would move in the house and people would start to feel happy and enjoying the Holy Ghost. She would jump up and prophesy this stuff. I lied to you not. This stuff is real. I can't make it up. And, and you know, the ushers would know. I mean, it was almost like they were on cue. Get to her because I'm telling you, she's going to jump up and start with this prophesying stuff. <laughs> and, and she would get up and say, Rodney is mine. Rodney is my husband. The Lord said, right. And he and everybody's looking at him. And he's like, mm-mm. <laughs> I'm telling you, so you, it's not enough to say God sent me to you, the, 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 the receiving agency. And I know we're talking about your season is up, but somebody need to hear this. And, and so the receiving agency has to bear witness that yes. Okay. Yes, you are sent. Oh, I, I feel that you're sent or this, you, yes, there's a need or there's a space that you can certainly feel. You see what I'm saying? It's not just the Lord sent me to you. That's it's going to be really, really, really awkward if you you approach people with God sent me to you. God told me to come to you. God. And that person does not feel that check in their spirit. Now, granted, I know there may be some that is not hearing God and and, and or whatever or just don't want to receive you. I, I understand how that can work. And, you know, that that's that. 
you know, if you know you truly heard God and they're not receiving it, then you're going to have to ask God what to do from that point forward. Because one thing God doesn't do is force anybody's hand. Well, God told me, I don't know what's wrong with your Holy Ghost, but the Lord told me I'm supposed to be your armor bearer. So wear your Bible and your, and your towel. And, and you don't want to do that. Right. So just some wisdom, because some of you say, well, you know, what? I know God truly did send me and the person's not receiving me and, and, and they, they question or whatever. Then if that's the case, OK, here's some prophetic counsel for you, some wisdom. If that's the case, then you just humble yourself and wait for God to give the person the word. You don't need to go and force yourself and stare them down and fight with them on Facebook. I'm telling you, the Lord say he sent me. Uh, you need to hear God. You don't do that now because now you are operating in the flesh. If God sent you, then God will he will attest to your presence. He will let folk know, yes, indeed, I have sent her. I've sent him. OK, so that's just wisdom for that. But I, what I'm talking about is when we have people who say God sent me to you. Right. Because remember, God sent Elijah to this brook. Now, I know a brook is, a, is not a physical person, but I, I'm just building the scenario because that's what this works like, looks like. Because when God sent Elijah to the brook, guess what? The brook received him. Now, let me tell you something. The earth is a living organism. So the waters and, and we can look, go back to the Red Sea when God, when Moses lifted that rod, that water responded. It heard the word of the Lord. It responded to the authority that God gave Moses in that rod. That's another topic. I'm not going to get into that. But what I want to say is that when God told Elijah, turn east, go to the brook Cherith. I will provide for you there. I will sustain you there. That brook had already received instructions to provide for the prophet. In other words, if that brook was muddy and dirty, like the, like the Jordan River, that Naaman was supposed to baptize. If that river was dirty, nasty, believe me, by the time the prophet got there, it went through a deep cleansing. That river, that uh, brook went through a purging before the prophet got there. The ravens that were there. Listen to me. Ravens are dirty birds, y'all. Ravens are unclean birds. But those ravens receive a special anointing, a special cleansing, a special uh, impartation to feed the man of God. I, I want y'all to hear what I'm saying, because if we say because, you know, I'm going to include me. Right. If we say God sent me here, God is sending me. My season ended. God is sending me uh, to the nations or wherever he's <laughs> wherever, you know, then. You if you say that, you better make sure that when you get to the brook, wherever your brook is, that thing better respond to you. If not, you need to stop and, and it, you need to do one of two things. God, give me some clarity because you sent me here or at least I thought you did. And the <laughs> oh Lord, I heard God say something. You know, you sent me here and the ground is dry. The heaven is dry. Everything ain't nothing moving. Then you need to ask God, Lord, am I did I hear you? You know what I'm saying? Or was listen, or was I listening to my wounds? Was I listening to my pain, listening to my pride? Because pride will tell you quick. Pride certainly had a conversation with Lucifer, didn't he, though? Why don't you ascend up to the heavens and take over the throne and make them command and worship you? Pride will talk to you and pride will prophesy to you, too. And so there have been times when some have said, God said it's time to do this. God and God has not spoken. God has wasn't even in the building. The Lord wasn't even on that side of town. <laughs> he was just it was Ichabod. God said, I'm not here. I'm not, I don't have no angels there. I don't have no prayer. I'm, I'm not there, period. That was not me speaking. I didn't say that. And so what I want to get across to you, people of God, is that when we say my season is up, 
understand what that means. When you say your season is up, then as a child of God, born with purpose and having this profound destiny released and graced upon your life, then that means if your season is up, then there's another season about to begin. There's no there's no in between seasons. Right. There's, there's no. You know, I'm just going to kind of sit here and wait. Even listen, even in the hallway season is a season. That means you got to wait, stand still and just wait until the door opens for you to enter into. Our natural four seasons can tell you a lot. Before summer hits winter, there's a pause. It's called autumn or fall, depending on whichever term you like. Before winter, uh, before spring takes over the winter, there's a spring. I mean, what did I say? Before winter turns into spring. Summer, excuse me, there's a spring. There's an in-between season. That's still a season, right? And so when we say my season is up, then you need to, if God tells you your season here, like he told Elijah in Israel, there's a drought. You said it, you prophesied it. And guess what? Listen to this prophets, prophetic people, as much as you love to prophesy, remember you too have to eat the fruit of your prophecy, you praise God. Remember when Moses commanded uh, uh, those plagues, the Lord released Moses to speak the word. Did not Israel was not Israel affected by those plagues? Why do you think God said go? And that's why if any of you follow me on social media today, I said Goshen because this word was pregnant in my spirit. Why do you think God said Goshen get to a safe place? Why? Because I'm about to visit the land. They had to change the way they did things. They had to be in the house by a certain period of time. So it's not enough. And I'm going to say this to you prophets that love to pronounce judgment on people that do you not know that same word that you preach and prophesy. You have to be the first partaker of it. So if you pronouncing death and damnation and gloom, then don't look brand new (laughs) when this stuff knocks on your door, too. When you hear the screams of Egypt. You know what I'm saying? When you go into the grocery store and can't find toilet paper or or your favorite can of uh, whatever, pork and beans or whatever. I don't know. I'm just saying you can't act brand new and, oh, that word is for them. It's for you, too. Your ears heard it, too. So that play, that drought that Elijah prophesied, he had he was also a recipient of the manifestation of that prophetic word. Don't ever forget that. Because I, 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 I hear prophets say a lot of weird things and, and you know, <laughs> I hear people say a lot of weird things and I'm like, hmm, you don't you have to be the first partaker. Don't you know that? Don't you know you have to be. Jesus said, listen, I'm the bread. And guess what? He broke himself. He broke the bread here. Here is my body, which is broken for you. Prophet, if you don't want to break yourself. <laughs> I sounded like one of the 1980s rap preachers, rap, rap preachers, rapper. But yeah. You have to break yourself. Are you broken bread? But you're ready to crush somebody else. Are you broken bread? And I heard the Lord. I think the Lord and I were talking about this the other night about brokenness. And that's a, there was a private conversation between me and my father. But yeah, we were talking about brokenness. Are you broken bread? Here is my body, which is broken for you. Take, eat. So you got to become a part of that thing. You just, it's not just for everybody else. And here you are walking around like your stuff don't stink. Come on now. <laughs> anyway, um, just let me wrap this up. So the brook was waiting on the prophet. 
when he got there, the brook was not surprised. The brook was not dry. It was not dirty. It was not filthy. Listen, nobody else was inhabiting. Wasn't nobody fishing. Wasn't nobody on the river. That brook was waiting for the prophet. It had received word that someone was coming. And when Elijah got there and there was a witness, the Holy Spirit bore witness, there was connection. That brook had an assignment to to feed or to provide water for uh, for the prophet. And that's what it did. So when you say my season has ended, then you must also know where your next season begins, because you don't get to end the season and just hang out in la la land. You 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 moving. There's movement in the realm of the spirit. So you're coming out of something and you better believe you're going into something else. Jesus, listen, boy, good God almighty. Do you know what Jesus went through on that cross? Do you know how many seasons he went through just to get back to glory? That's a whole nother message. I promise you I don't have time for that. But he wasn't just hanging out there. Well, let me just hang out here for a couple of hours and see. He he was ministering. He was delivering. He was contending in each of those seasons. And he went through seven seasons on the cross by itself. That's another message. I don't have time to get into that. But what I'm saying to you is you just there's no time for you to just linger in limbo. So if God says your season ends here, then you he's telling you turn eastward, go to Cherith. And then guess what? When it was time for his season to end at Cherith, what happened? The brook started drying up. Oh, my God. It wasn't you that started acting up. It wasn't you that said, oh, I think it's time for me to go. The brook, in other words, listen to me carefully. And some of you may not like it, but it's the Bible fight with God. When it was time for Elijah to move, it was not Elijah that made the first move. It was the brook. It was the ravens. What am I saying? Here's what I'm saying to you, that it's not when you get mad, when you don't get to preach your favorite preach, you don't sing your favorite song, you don't clap your favorite. It's not what happens to you. It's it is the circumstances surrounding your set, your set place. Your set place is going to determine when your season ends. It is the set place that determines. That's why Jesus said, I have to get to Calvary. I have to do that. I must need go through. It is the place. It is not the person. It is the place that will begin to change. Uh, 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 what do I want to say? It changes the, dy- the, the, the dynamics of the place changes where it squeezes or births you out. That's it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It is the birth pangs of that earth place that you've been set in. It will birth you out. It will squeeze you out. And God will tell you now and here's where you're going next. Egypt forced Israel out. The Red Sea moved Israel on into into, uh, the wilderness. Jordan opened the door for Israel to go into. Do you understand how all of that works? It was the land. It was the real estate that moved them from point to point. It was the cloud. It was the fire. I mean, that's going to be deep for some of y'all. I'm trying to tell you. But here's what we do. I, I'm mad. It's, it's time for me to go. And then here's what we do. We take off and go. We First of all, you have not finished whatever God told you. Because remember now you said you're supposed to be somebody. I'm a bear. <laughs> 
<laughs> you have not finished armor bearing. You haven't finished nothing. You ain't, you just mad, right? And I'm just messing with you guys, right? In love. But I'm just saying this is how this looks for some, not all. I'm not talking to you, right? But this is how it looks. You hadn't finished the armor bearer assignment. You know, I'm just saying that. Hadn't finished it. Something happens. My season is up. So you mean to tell me God is content with releasing you into another season to start a new work when you've abandoned the work that he that you said he called you to. But he's got something else for you to do. Now, you tell me. You tell me. It, it, does that sound like how God work? <laughs> does that does that sound like God? You sometimes you have to ask yourself. Does, I asked the Lord the other day. I said, God, is this you? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I, I was having a flesh moment and I'm like, OK, this mm, this don't look like God. Right. And I had to ask, Lord, is this you? He said, yep. <laughs> I said, OK, well, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? I, listen, when you walk with the Lord for for a little bit of time like I am, it's, you're going to have seasons where stuff just doesn't feel right. But it's, and it's God. Right. So you're like, OK, well, let's do it. Let's let me just roll up my sleeves. And let me just get through it. However, I get through. Praise God. But what I'm trying to get across to people of God, now I didn't mean to take as much of your time as I have, but I, I really want you guys to get it because for those who say my season is up, it very well may be up. Yes. Yeah. We granted we can give you that, but understand it's not enough for my season to be up. So I, I'm just I, OK. That means some, there's something else God is doing. And now this is not a judgment or an indictment against. I'm, I'm not. What I'm saying is because, see. For those of you whose seasons really, truly are up, because for the some of you, yeah, that's the truth. For it, when it's real, make sure you get the instructions for where to go next, because sometimes we'll hear like when the, when when Elijah prophesied about the drought. Sometimes you can be so preoccupied with ending the last season that you don't even think to go and ask God what's next. You just try. Listen, you and I think the one of God just in survival mode. And I'm telling you, that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> because then you're stuck in lingo and, and that's where the enemy will take advantage of you because you're in that unknown place and the enemy will dwell in your darkness. And that's where, listen to me, this is where the false prophets attract. False prophets are attracted to those dark realms in people's lives where they don't know what they're doing. They don't know where they're going. All they know is I came out of something and I'm just, I'm here. I don't know what God want me to, wants me to do. And the false prophet can pick up on that vulnerable area and th believe me, they'll find you a place where the Lord said you're supposed to be my 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 spiritual daughter the lord say you're supposed to pay the mortgage for the next six months and if you don't know for yourself what your next season looks like and but you're so hungry for a word and you're so hungry for direction guess what you can fall prey to that false prophet and i've seen it happen times and times again so i'm just releasing some wisdom and i, I, I you know I, I pray that you 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 heard you're listening to the whole message because yeah there are seasons that may truly justifiably validatingly be up but don't stop at my season is up. Number one, make sure your season is up and you just not mad. OK, because that's not cool. That's that's a sign of immaturity. That's a sign of you operating in the flesh. And if you think God is going to pass you over into something new and give you a brand new assignment when you haven't finished what he gave you, you can forget it. <laughs> you would listen. You will get into a new place. Oh, boy. I'm, yeah, I'm going to say this, you guys. So put your seatbelt on because here we go. But here, let's just say now you 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 pre you prematurely ended a season. I'm going to pick on the armor bearer. God, you said God told you to armor bearer and you the, the pastor decided to carry his own Bible that day. I'm just making this up, y'all. And now you're mad. You and your feelings. 
So the pastor keep carrying his own Bible. So you're like, okay, well, maybe my season is up. Maybe the pastor don't need me. That pastor just may just be thinking about, wasn't even, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> wasn't even thinking about you. The pastor's just trying to do what he needs to do. But now you're, you're offended and you're in your feelings. And so now, well, you know, my season is up. Okay. So your season is up. Then, you know, when you leave or when you go and then you enter into something else, guess what? Because you didn't finish your work, the frustration of a season that you didn't finish follows you. And so you get to another church or another rela- or a fellowship and look at the people. But guess what? And you still got the armor bearer on you. And so you're expecting to, for them to receive you as armor bearer. And they're like, no, we got 12. We don't need, you know. Now, now you're frustrated. Oh, they're trying to sit me down, shut my gift. No, you brought that armor bearer thing with you because you didn't finish it in your last season. And so you'll sit there and eye the bishop, eye the pastor, and stare at them. I mean, eyeing them down because they don't see you. But you brought that with you. That wasn't what they needed in that house. That's something you didn't finish. You're still wearing that same garment. Praise God. Y'all hear where I'm going with this? That brook responded. That brook provided. It received the prophet. And when it was time to go, God said, go down to Zarephath. I have a widow there that will take care of you. And guess what? She did her job. And then he said, go back. So you understand how that works? So just, you know, being mindful about when you say these seasons and also, I want you to understand how that works. It's not based upon how you feeling and who, who likes you and who doesn't. Please, it's so much bigger than that. Um, you really have to have to get past that. So when you understand that, take a look at 1 Kings chapter 17 and really look at it. Take time to look at it and ask the Lord what he's showing you. Ask him to show you you. Lord, is that me? Is, is that me? And then if so, Father, I ask you to forgive me, Lord. I didn't know. I, 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 I didn't know. You know, it, maybe it's not you. Maybe you know it's somebody who looks, you, girl, you need to listen to this message. Man of God, you need to listen to this. Is even some of our leaders, because this is what some of us are seeing in some of our churches. We're bringing in people that <laughs> have not finished some of their works. And so they're bringing that frustration into your church. And now they're looking at you wondering, when are you going to let me preach? When are you going to let me sing? When are you going to let me play the piano? When are you going to let me? And that's not the need in your house. It was something they did in their former house that they never finished. Now, am I saying they won't ever do that in your church or whatever? I'm not saying no. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is it's unfair for someone to hijack their season and bring that thing to you and make you responsible for finishing it for them or with them or through them. And you got to understand, you have to say, look, that's not what God is doing here. And when you sit down and, co- and, and conversate with them or you go to God in prayer, like I do on many occasions, and God will show you, you know what? They had an unfinished work and now they, they brought that th- <laughs> they brought that thing with them. And now they're frustrated because they've been sitting for four, five, six, seven years running from it. And then they want to just dump it all and, and want you to finish it. Hurry up and finish it. Uh, uh-uh, you can't do that. If that's not what God ordained for your house, you better hear God. You better hear God and you have to make sure, too, you don't get your garment spotted because you don't know. You don't know what happened that caused them to, to run out and, and, and carry the coat with them. And they're trying to put it on in your church. 
You know what I'm saying? And this can happen with relationships. You can find people that will jump from one relationship to another, never found closure, never found healing, never got peace. And they're entering into another relationship and will tear your life upside down and and will blame you. <laughs> they will blame you. They will. Bl- Listen, they will bring hell into your life by virtue of everything they had gone through that they never dealt with, never healed from stuff. I'm talking baggage. Say that word baggage and will bring it to you and, and want you to fix it. You know what I'm saying? And it's unfair to you. And here you are trying again, just like that pastor trying to pacify this person that that hijacked their season, trying to find a place to fit them, trying to find something to do. And it's that's not your that ain't even my issue. That's it's not even my problem. And I hate to say it like that, but that's something you need to deal with. I cannot fix that for you. So there's so much we got to learn about this life, right? So listen, we love you guys. I pray that you've been blessed by the word. Share it because somebody needs to hear it. I guarantee you somebody needs to hear it. And so grace and peace until next time. God bless.